0: welcome to aura and sage cosmic harmony i'm your host chrissy louise and i'm here to shed some light on the astro helping you to connect with your inner cosmic harmony hi everyone thank you for tuning in to today's episode I'm really looking forward to chatting about this topic. It's been something I've been wanting to talk about over the last couple of weeks, uh, but lots have been happening in my life, and I just haven't found the space to do so. So here I am. So today's episode is all about the topic of change, and you know, there's lots to unpack today, and I want to dive into how we can. You know, the transits that astrologically can nudge us towards change, and then how we can harness those astrological transits. And also, more of a psychological um musings today about the topic of change so before i dive in if you haven't yet followed me on socials it's at aura and sage or my website's auraandsage.com. feel free to jump on there check out all the offerings i have and all the readings that i'm loving doing at the moment and i would love to connect if you haven't connected with me yet so change You know, it's one of those things that, you know, I think most people, when they think about change, they get a nervous system reaction, their body reacts. Why do we find change so threatening? You know, why do we cling to our comfort zone and our familiar way of being? You know, don't get me wrong, my personal astrological makeup is very much all about stability and comfort. So venus is my chart ruler because i'm libra ascendant venus being all about stability and taurus loves that stability i'm a taurus sun my venus is in taurus i get the comfortable it's something that i love i thrive in but you know i've tried it in different periods of my life and there's a level of contentment sure but there isn't this deep soul long-term happy when I stay in that comfort zone for too long. For example, it just ends up leading me feel mediocre and bored and uninspired or unmotivated. And for example, I start to get a little bit restless. You know, I remember when I was younger, and I would start to move the furniture around in my bedroom and I would do it all the time purely because it made me feel fresh. It made me feel like I had new a new perspective and I still do this in my home today. And as much as I crave comfort, I also crave change. I also crave challenges. And, you know, the challenges, we don't ever want hard things, of course, but at the same time, it's through those quote-unquote hard things in life where we grow and through that growth is where we change so at the end of the day challenges and changes really do excite me and I know personally they really light a fire in me that makes me feel like I'm living not just existing so how do you feel with change You know, the reason I've started to think about talking about change is not only have we had major shifts astrologically, Pluto moving into Aquarius, we've recently gone through this huge eclipse portal, um, a lot of other changes in the cosmos, but there was something that happened a couple of weeks ago in my local community where a local yoga studio, which I attended, and it's a beautiful it was a beautiful beautiful space it was definitely the highest caliber of yoga teachers that i could practice under as a student anonymously Um, and i just loved the energy and the space of the studio but it suddenly announced that it was closing down and a different uh, gym was taking over and it was really interesting just to sit back and observe the reactions of people you know, initially the reactions were quite big and sitting back and having that awareness of the reactions, there's, there's, there was a lot that come up. And, you know, for me, I was definitely not in judgment of those um, reactions that were occurring because I too had been there. When I was younger, my auntie owned this prominent gym in Geelong. And I remember I was teaching aerobics back then part-time and it was my home away from home. I was always there um, growing up. It was almost like my uh, little safe haven away from hard times at home. And one day I arrived and there were notices up on the board back then because we didn't have electronic communication uh, that it was shutting its doors and everything was closing. And I remember working at the hotel down the road also part-time and being in the cubicle crying my eyes out So I too have been there. I know that reaction when something you love and something you're really comfortable with suddenly ends. It can feel like a death and in some ways it is a death. This is like a micro death like I've spoken about in the previous episode. But having the awareness of the reaction is the most important piece here because we don't wanna get stuck in that response. Being stuck there means that it has become part of your identity, and when you're stuck in that reaction you're starting to over identify with it you' not real you're not really identifying as separate from what it is but if you can sit back with the awareness, you can hold that reaction or response or emotional display of reaction as separate to who you are. And when you have awareness, you realize, oh, this isn't a part of my identity. I can hold sadness and grief about saying goodbye to something I once loved, but it doesn't affect my energy field so much that I become depressed, A, B, C, whatever it is. And there are no stories that happen as a response to the reaction then when you hold that awareness because I've got that level of awareness. It doesn't start to become, you know, how people float around the word trauma from that sense because, you know, trauma is, I, I'm not trauma-informed practitioner and I take the use of that word very seriously, but some people will use something like uh, the place closing down and them losing their community and losing um, that part of themselves as traumatic each to their own. But if you have that level of awareness, then you're not creating those emotional stories and you're not losing a part of yourself because you can see yourself separate as as it, if that makes sense. And we need to get to a point where we are okay with change. Things change. Change is inevitable. And when we do the same thing in the same way over time, What ends up landing is complacency and complacency in the body and in the energy field is stagnancy and stagnancy is not high vibration. I believe the universe will time and time and time again, challenge our complacency, challenge our level of comfort, and we can resist and we can kick and scream and tantrum and have big emotional responses to changes But it doesn't stop the universe from constantly providing these opportunities to grow this isn't meant to you know it's not meant to be a hard life and changes that come are really opportunities to evolve us and to help us grow and to help us become a better person and at the time i know it can be very challenging to reckon with that but the everything that happens to us is for a reason or everything that happens for us is for a reason shall i correct myself i guess the key here with change is your ability to transmute the energy of the past and integrate it into your future and i'll say that again can you transmute the energy of the past and integrate it into your future self and your future self is already here everything we learn are like puzzle pieces along the way so every change that happens if we learn to flow with it we can take the lessons and grow we can take the lessons and grow the matrix programming societal expectations doesn't want change they don't want that uranian effect because that is too black sheep that is too ruffling the feathers they want you know societal expectations how we've been programmed wants people to stay the same and to do the same things so that you're predictable and predictable is controllable Anytime you come up to something which you feels like a rejection, I always remind myself, rejection is redirection. And it it really is true. At the time, it might be hard to, you know, swallow that, that big pill, you know, the hard pill to swallow. But if you can even just hold that at the same time as feeling your response, hold that knowledge, that awareness that you're feeling this response, you're not going to get stuck there, you're just going to, be self-compassionate, self-loving and feel through it in whatever way you need to feel through it, whether it's through talk therapy, whether it's through journaling, whether it's just sitting and being, whether it's through movement like yoga or breath work, feeling through it for as long as you need to, holding that awareness that you are not that reaction, that you're just feeling through it and also holding that rejection is redirection holding that change is inevitable but here's the key change is inevitable but growth is optional so for example coming back to that yoga studio closing down you know I think that a lot of people identify with a place and you know there's there's a quote going around and it's something like never never identify or over identify with an organization or um, even a place because you lose yourself when you do that and you know yoga for example can be practiced anywhere and everywhere in terms of the asana yoga is actually a way of living and if you loved that community that much go out and create it yourself Go out and gather people and start taking that Aquarian active humanitarianism role and start creating the vibe you want to feel. Because if we just wait our whole life for the changes to happen around us, nothing is going to feel fulfilling. We need to go out there and make the changes that we want to see. Be the change you want to see, as is the, you know, I don't want to be too corny, but that is the cliche saying. Here's, I think, where we can get tangled with change. You know, Tony Robbins talks about the core human needs. If you haven't heard Tony Robbins' work, he is very American, but he's brilliant. I've learned a lot from listening to his work. And he says that one of the human core needs is certainty and certainty is comfort zone. It's why some people watch the same show over and over again or they come back to the same movie. It's certainty. You know what's going to happen. You don't have an element of shock or surprise. You feel pretty calm in that because it's comfortable, right? So certainty is a core human need. But also, interestingly enough, uncertainty is also a core human need. And we need both. Without change and challenge, we can be very bored, complacent, and we get in a rut. So think about with change, where is routine becoming rut? Because routine is important. And this is where Saturn comes into it. Astrologically, I'm going to get there. But this is where Saturn is really um, teaching us that discipline and to have that routine in our life that we need to apply work and efforts in yoga we call that abhyasa. It's kind of like showing up and applying effort and giving it your best shot, doing all you can. That that is that is really important. And then also finding that flow with it. And in the sutras there's a term called abhyasa and vadaragya. And Vadaragya is letting go of the outcome. Letting go of what might happen as a result, so it's sitting with the intention but not holding yourself to the goal, and that is the difference: sitting with the intention but not holding yourself to the goal. And there becomes a beautiful compassion piece. So when change happens and flowing with it, it's kind of just having that practice of non-attachment. Another yoga term for those: aparigraha, letting go of the need to attach. It's non-greed, non-possessiveness, non-attachment is about acknowledgement, perspective, flexibility and an understanding that we cannot control things. And this is, I think, the, one of the biggest things about where we struggle with change is because we want to control life. We cannot control life. And the more we try and control life, the more I think the universe will challenge us to really lose that ego pedestal change is inevitable growth is optional the other thing that i think that can happen with change is fear so this is where you know our deepest deepest fears can stop us from changing because we're often not scared of our inadequacy of course that's something we're scared we can be scared of our failures but we're also scared of what could happen if things go really well and perhaps that is something you're not even willing to entertain because you're scared of your own power don't be afraid to give up on the good to go for the great why do we assume that things could go wrong or that change is a bad thing you know there's a big survival instinct piece there but if we really come back and strip back and connect to ourself in whatever if whatever way that looks like whether it is yoga and meditation or just silence or breath work or somatic touch if we come back to our center and our authenticity and what really matters to us we're regulating our nervous system and we know we have trust we have faith that everything will work out We need to learn to entertain the possibility that things can go right and things can be better than you expected. That yoga studio that closed down might have now made you go to another one where it's even better. Maybe you meet someone that becomes a friend. Perhaps you learn something new along the way. Or maybe it's a period of time where you're meant to be practicing at home and connecting back just to yourself without having the distraction of people around you. So be really aware of where your mind goes when change happens. Fear keeps you small. Fear keeps you small. And if you wanna live small, of course there's people out there that just want comfortable, that just wanna live small. As I said at the very beginning of this episode, I completely get it. But here's where astrology comes into it. Along your life, you are going to have times where you feel restless. I don't care you know what gender you are and what age you are it's going to happen throughout your life I don't care about your upbringing your socioeconomic status financial position you're gonna have times where you feel restless you could have everything the white picket fence the typical quote-unquote dream and you're going to get restless at different times in your life now astrologically there's a big reason for that now I would sit here all day talking about it and I could because astrology is very complex as you guys are learning but i just want to talk about a few different maybe aspects or planets that will be prodding changes so in terms of you know um shifts and things that take place in your life that indicate changes i want to really emphasize the planet uranus there's all the outer planets definitely prod you towards change chiron uh the the asteroid you've got jupiter you've got saturn of course pluto starts to really ruffle the deep uh the suppressed and if you're having a pluto transit which majority of us won't have um, but i know uh, quite a few people in my life at the moment that are having pluto oppositions to the either moon or sun which is one of the most intense if not the most intense astrological transit you'll ever go through it's a long dark night of the soul where you will either suffocate or you're going to come out a different person in the most beautiful perfect way uh you know so pluto definitely and it doesn't have to be a direct transit it could just be impacting something else in your chart and then of course we've got the eclipses when they impact your chart so any sort of Aspects to your nodes. If you don't know your nodes yet, please do because that is really important and I might talk about that in another episode. But the planet I want to highlight the most is Uranus. So collectively, Uranus is in Taurus at the moment. And last year we had Uranus in Taurus meet up with the North Node in Taurus we've had the north node in taurus since mid 2022 and it's coming towards an end of um actually not mid-22 sorry it would have been 18 months coming up to the end in the next month so 18 months ago it changed I had my dates wrong just then in my head um but when uranus in taurus met up with the north node in taurus it was a real massive shift because uranus is the rebellious energy within us it is the lawbreaker the the shapeshifter the the you know the black sheep sort of energy that comes along and wants to shake up the narrative and it does so to improve because uranus is all about rules aquarius it's all about the greater good humanitarianism and evolving it's really important So we've had a huge shift to our comfort zone in the collective, and I'm sure you've noticed that. That could have been your financial position because Taurus is very much about value and value is linked to finances. So anywhere Taurus is, there's usually finances. And we've seen, uh, you know, the Western world financial systems collapse. I've seen so many different big corporations and organizations collapse. We've had major shifts to our comfort zone over the last 18 months. Uranus is there to really get us back to basics in Taurus. We've also had shifts to our food supplies. We've had shortages over this period. A lot of people getting into gardening and growing their own veggies, which has been a beautiful shift in a way to use this opportunity of this transit for the better and for you to take that on and grow. Interestingly enough, I had um, this, this has been aspecting my obviously sun in Taurus and Venus in Taurus most recently. And over this time, you know, there's been some uncanny shifts. Even one of my roles as a school teacher was as literally teaching, teaching gardening to the children. I started having to teach them how to grow vegetables and, and whatnot. So it was pretty hilarious how literal it uh, translated into my life. So Uranus has an 84 year cycle. So you won't actually get your Uranus conjunct, your natal Uranus until you're 84. However, if you do live, and if you're lucky to live to 84, you'll notice that 84 year olds plus have this wisdom about them, you know, and and they're very authentic (laughs) um, because they've felt all the Uranus transits that they can feel. A big one that most of us will feel, however, is around that age of early forty, So around 40 to 42, this is when your midlife crisis peaks. And the reason for that is you've got your Uranus opposition. And so that means the transiting Uranus will oppose your natal Uranus. And basically we realize that half our life is behind us and the other half is still ahead. And this could be a time for major personal awakening. And it can often result in this restless energy that needs to be externalized. But, you know, Uranus's unique potential in all of us comes alive when we really embrace our own path of individuation. And that's embracing change. You know, we're not meant to be the same people we were a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Of course, there's core values within ourselves that will never change. There's going to be things about ourselves that stay true and maybe they just look slightly different. But, on a whole we should be constantly changing we need to start to change that narrative uranus is all about freeing yourself up so whenever uranus starts to aspect any planet in your chart or you have one of those uranus strong aspects um you know you're not going to accept stagnation you're not going to accept any sort of form of restriction feeling like you're limited your your personal freedom and your authenticity will start to become your biggest focus and so things will naturally fall away things in your life will fall away or you will start to reject things that you once loved because you realize that's actually not who you are that's not true to your core and that's about evolution pushing you forward with that need to change any status quo you know new ideas for the future it's about pushing forward and although uranus's function is to bring change we need to remember that there also needs to be an element of stability and goal setting and this is where saturn comes into it because if we didn't have that stability and goal setting balance and here's that routine element that i was talking about earlier the changes won't implement in a functional way so another big you know, transitory, um, transitory, I don't even have if that's not a word. <laughs> Another big astrological movement is Saturn. And so obviously most of you would have heard of Saturn's return. So when Saturn comes back to the place where it was in your natal chart, so it does the whole round of your chart and comes back. It's somewhere, I think, usually around between age 29 to 30, depending um, on your chart, sometimes a little bit earlier, sometimes a bit later. And this is where you have major epiphanies of your life. Usually around people's Saturn's return, they get married, maybe they break up with someone, maybe they have a child or start to think about having a child. Um, Big changes happen. Sometimes you start a job or you stop working, huge structural changes happen. And these structural changes are all about your identity. And in your twenties, it's all about getting to know who you are, and you're. That's why when you come into your thirties, you feel like an actual adult. And you know, I if I knew this, I would try to. You know, you can't stop life from happening, but I would definitely tread very lightly about big life decisions up until Saturn's return particularly if it's aspecting planets that are linked with your Chiron, which are your wounds and things that need healing because decisions that are made then um, may not be for your aligned true self. It also comes back at around 59. So if you're of those ages, buckle in because it's a fun ride, but just remember you cannot reap what you haven't sown and what you haven't worked for or committed to. And any sort of fears of failure or fears of success will come into it. And it's all about growing up and any sort of limitation that you have of yourself will will be needed to be worked through. The other one that's really important are your nodes. So we have eclipses and when eclipses happen, there's usually huge changes that come about. Your nodal returns will be really important ages. So anywhere between, so 18-ish, obviously that's a big one in Australia for changes, 18. 37, 55 or 74, you're gonna experience your nodal return. So it's every 18 and a half years. And also between there, you've got your nodal squares and different aspects to your nodes will definitely throw changes into the works. For example, last year uh, on the eclipses in May, I had one right on my birthday. And within that two week period, it was huge because it was directly the degree of my son. And in that time I got a new job, um ironically the signs around my workplace were uh, zodiac signs and i thought that was quite hilarious um the synchronicity there um i had my divorce finally sent off after numerous attempts which was huge and in that same two-week period i also found out that my son's father was having a baby with his new partner and that rocked me completely rocked me more than i thought it ever would and from there i had almost my own little dark night of the soul that i had to go through and process and you know if i look back at that and go whoa how that all happened within that eclipse two week window just blows my mind you know um so if you're having a lot of changes and things a lot happening around you i wonder if you can really sit with the possibility that it could be for the better like it could be better maybe it's better than you've ever expected it it could be great don't assume it's going to go wrong You know, change here is for us to evolve and growth is something we need to choose. We need to transmute the energy of the past and integrate it into our future selves. Change can be really exciting. We need to start realizing that the pain that comes with change is temporary. The discomfort is temporary. But the pain that comes with repeating the same cycles and patterns over and over is lifelong. I heard someone say today you're either climbing the mountain or you're sliding down it. So what's your choice? Thanks for joining me today, guys. I'll hope to bring you another mini meditation soon and more astrological updates. Until next time.